It feels good to turn the microphone on and press record again. Guys, it's been way, way, way too long since I have recorded an episode. I had so many ideas for 2020. Back when I started this podcast, I had I just had like this vision of how 2020 was going to go. And if you if you're up to date on episodes, then you know how 2019 ended for us. And we're still continuing on a roller coaster, if I'm being honest. Um, I swear when I decided to start this podcast, I had no intention of my life turning into a soap opera. But uh, it sure feels like it. I told God, I said, you know, I have about 75 episode ideas that are just fine for content. I really, really didn't need extra events that you threw my way. But, you know, all joking aside, y'all, I can't I can't make this stuff up. Ah, we've had a pretty trying year since mid-February of 2019. And um, on February 10th, 2020, this year, we found out I have invasive ductal carcinoma, cancer in my milk ducts. Hi friends, I'm so excited you're here. Welcome to the Failing Awesomely podcast. I'm Lindsay Garcia, and I have a desire to share my stories of failure, yes, failure, in business, motherhood, relationships, and while chasing big, big dreams. To say I've taken a lot of risks in my life would be an understatement. Here's the thing. In every failed attempt, there are multiple lessons to be learned. And coming out on top is not only possible, but I can almost guarantee it. Hey, if you fail, that's okay. Learn from it and turn it into something awesome. Now, before you get all sad and doom and gloom on me, I'm going to say, knock it off. Knock it off right now. I'm not going anywhere. And I know I joked about God giving me some killer content, no pun intended, but in all seriousness, I know we live in a fallen world and God doesn't want for me to be full of disease. I believe that God will see me through to a full healing and a full recovery. So I want everybody to know that that's where my heart is. That's where my mind is. God has given me a peace that only can come from him It's not a peace that the world can give. It's a peace that only he can give. And he's given that to me. So this is going to be a long journey for me. But I just know I'm going to get through it, guys. I've been reading Psalm 118 every day. And it just fills me with the hope that I need in this trying time. Because this is a trying time, guys. Not just for me, but for the entire world right now as we are dealing with COVID-19 and the spread of this super infectious disease, which just make, makes things even scarier in my world. But I, I try my best not to focus on that and focus on God. So I encourage you to read it. Read it out loud. Read it to your significant other, your kids. Read it to your dog since, you know were in quarantine. So just read it to anybody who who will listen to you. Hashtag stay home. (laughs) I feel like um, I've given a lot of important details about my cancer on social media. But the main question I still get is, how did you find this out? Did you find a lump? 
So I want to start from the beginning to answer these questions for y'all. And I'm going to continue to be pretty raw and informative specifically about my cancer journey on the podcast, probably from here on out for a couple of reasons. One, it'll be a great way for me to audio journal this time in my life, which, you know, everybody talks about journaling and journaling is something I've never been good at. Even though I'm a writer, I'm obviously more of the songwriter type because songwriting for me came super, super, super easy. And I obviously love the recording aspect of it. Writing for this podcast comes super, super easy for me. And then I obviously love jumping on here and recording it and then kind of going off on my own tangents with or without a guest. So journaling is it's just not something that I'm like, oh, I can't I can't wait to journal that tonight. I can't wait to journal about this experience or let me jot this down because I want to make sure I I write it in my journal. I have started a journal for my boys and my husband and I have a journal with my mom and I'm, you know, going to be writing letters to some family members just for me to do. It's it's not as a it's it's honestly not like a morbid thing like I might die, so let me write these letters. It's not even that I'm thinking of it in that way. It's just when you're faced with something like this, when you when you're given a diagnosis that you know could be fatal, it kind of makes you want to express the way you feel about the people in your life even more so and um, just kind of be really in the moment and intentional about your relationships. So that's why I'm doing that. But for me, myself, this is a great way for me to journal. And two, if sharing my story helps anyone at all, even if it's just one person, then it's all worth it. And I believe God will do that and more. He turns everything good, guys, that I know. I know that is his promise to us. And I just know it with everything that I am. And that doesn't mean that I might not pop on here certain weeks and want to talk about a completely different topic. I mean, this podcast is called Failing Awesomely. And I have so many ideas for it that I do want to do. And there might be a week where I say, you know what, I'm sick of talking about cancer. I want to, I want to do this topic or talk about this or, um, you know, especially while we're in quarantine. I mean, (laughs) this is a great time to be recording podcast episodes. Um, But because this is my current life stage right now, I'm, I know I'm, I'm, of course, I'm the cancer patient who's now talking in stages. Um, I didn't mean to do that. That just came out of my mouth. (laughs) But um, this is my life. And so that's why I want to talk about it. And I want to be informative. But that doesn't mean this is all you're going to hear. I I don't really have a a, a plan. My, My plan for 2020 sort of started, it went out the window starting with losing our baby in December. And we've just kind of been on a roll since then. Again, really not trying to be doom and gloom. It's just these are the real facts of what has gone on in our lives in very recent months. So I'm just kind of taking my life one day at a time and being less of a planner. 
So I'm not going to plan out these podcasts. I plan on telling my story, sharing my cancer journey, but that that's that's all the planning I'm going to be doing. Um, so I hope you guys enjoy it. I hope that um, it is very informative for you. Please, if you know anybody who is going through this journey, has gone through it, let them know about the podcast. I would love that. Or if you just, if there's, you know, a friend of yours who has a family member or friend who has been diagnosed with cancer, maybe this would be helpful for them. All right, so back to the story. How did I all of a sudden get cancer? Well, it couldn't have happened all of a sudden, and we have no way of knowing how long I've had it, but I found a lump the day after my son Andrew's fourth birthday, January 30th, 2020. That was the day I found the lump. Probably the next question some will, some of you will have is, is this like the designated day of the month that you do your own self-breast exams? And the answer is a very guilty no. If I'm being perfectly honest, I rarely did self-exams, especially the way that you're supposed to. But what what I was experiencing was discomfort in my left breast that felt like a clogged milk duct. And if you've ever had a baby or you've breastfed, well, I guess if you've breastfed, then you've had a baby. Um, you most likely know what this feels like. I had felt that sensation for a couple of days before finally going ahead and doing a breast exam on January 30th. And yes, I felt a lump. And some people have then gone on to ask me, well, what do you mean by you found a lump? Like, what did it feel like? And I'm telling you, like, it felt like a small ball just above and to the left of my nipple in my left breast. Just a quick disclaimer here. If there's any males listening to this podcast and you're uncomfortable hearing about female body parts, you might want to like get a gal pal or your wife or girlfriend or mom or sister to go ahead and listen to this for you and fill you in on on uh, all the details you need to know. Um, but the day that I did this, this was a Thursday late morning and I didn't waste any time calling my OB to make an appointment. But and so many people have said to me, like, that's that's awesome that you you were so proactive and you found a lump and you called right away. And yes, it is great that I did that, but there's a very specific reason why I did it. And had this not been the case, I don't know that I would have called my OB right away. In my case, as some of you already know, and as I sort of alluded to and mentioned, I had a miscarriage when I was 12 weeks pregnant in early December of this past year, 2019. And I know that milk production starts at conception. So my thought was, when I technically gave birth to my baby, did my milk come in and do I actually have a clog? And that might seem super far-fetched, but I definitely thought it was possible. Um, and luckily my OB, she got me in right away for an appointment the following day, Friday the 31st. So the very next day I was able to be seen by her. I remember going to that appointment and I was still very much grieving the loss of my baby. And I sat, I had to wait for a while because they were down a doctor or down a doctor or two 
in the office that day. So there were a couple other physicians that were helping out and it just kind of was a little bit of a a mess. And I was sitting there waiting on the table in um, one of the rooms and in a room beside me, they had to have been doing a heartbeat check on, on a mom, a pregnant mother right beside my room. And I remember hearing the heartbeat and I covered up my ears so fast like a toddler and just like rocked until I thought it was over. And then I let my hands down. It was so hard for me to hear that heartbeat because that's what I had been. The last time I was at that office, I was going in to hear my baby's heartbeat for the first time and they couldn't find it. And then they did the ultrasound to confirm that the baby had passed. So that was super hard for me already going into this appointment. Then the doctor finally came in. She did a full exam on both of my breasts. And although she didn't seem worried, she couldn't with confidence tell me what it was. So she ordered a mammogram and ultrasound for me to have done at the Center for Breast Health here in Lancaster. And I was happy that they too were also able to see me very quickly for that appointment on February 4th. So just a few days later, I was able to get in. And in my mind, I'm thinking, yes, the sooner we can just figure out what this is and treat it or do whatever we have to do, the better. So I walked into that appointment on the February 4th confidently, just with curiosity as to what this was. I was really eager to figure out what the lump was, the C word never entered my thoughts. I wasn't scared or worried about having a mammogram, even though I had heard they're pretty uncomfortable. And I can reassure y'all, they are not that bad. If you're listening to this and you are of age to get a mammogram and haven't yet, either because you're scared it's going to hurt or you just haven't taken the time to go schedule it, do it. Go and schedule it and get it done. It is fine. I think the word that I would use to best describe a mammogram is awkward. Not painful, awkward. So they took several pictures of both my breasts for comparison, concentrating on the left since that's where the problem was. And I was then taken to a room where the tech first did my ultrasound, checked my breast and lymph nodes, and took several pictures on my left side. Then the radiologist looked at all my imaging and came in to look at everything via ultrasound herself. Now, before this visit even started, the tech had told me that all of this was protocol and all of this was normal. So the radiologist coming in to do the ultrasound herself and look over everything, I was already told at the beginning before they saw anything that that was what was going to happen. So I wasn't worried at all at this point. But she spent a lot of time looking and asking questions to the tech about where things were or pictures that the tech had already taken. And then she was looking in my lymph nodes for a long time. And at that point, she started to kind of finally engage in conversation with me. And she asked me if, you know, I was a mom, if I had kids. We talked about her kids a little bit. She wasn't a warm and fuzzy type of person. She seemed 
very much like an introvert, you know, not conversational, but I could tell she was just trying with me. Um, And I appreciated that. And I, I didn't think anything of it at the time. But I think she wanted to warm up to me a little bit before having to tell me that she thought I had cancer. So I, I was fine. I wasn't thinking that anything was wrong. Again, I was still just eager to know what this was. And she stopped all the imaging. She went and turned on the lights. And when she turned around and looked at me, I knew she thought she found something bad. She sat down on the stool and said, okay, well, what we found were actually two masses, the one that you can feel, and there's another smaller one below it right under the nipple, which I could not feel. And I said, okay. And she said, they are highly suspicious for cancer. And she did not use malignancy or anything she said the c word she said cancer she took a beat and then asked me are you okay I took a beat because I was in complete shock and I I think the first thing that came out of my mouth was I literally thought I had a clogged milk duct because I just had a miscarriage last you know about two months ago So how can this be cancer or possibly cancer? And she, both the tech and her were trying to reassure me that there are so many women who think the same thing. They come in thinking that maybe it's a clogged milk duct or something and they're having that sort of sensation and it ends up being a mass. For some people, it's benign. For some people, it's malignant, meaning cancerous. And she really thought that in my case that it could be cancer I obviously asked her what's next what what do I have to do and she said well we have to do a biopsy Um, that would be the next step and she explained that that was the way to confirm whether both masses were cancerous or not if both of them were if just one of them was So then right after that, I was taken right to a room where this sweet nurse asked if she could give me a hug and told me that she herself had had breast cancer. And then she asked me if I needed tissues. And before being asked if I needed tissues, I didn't need tissues. It was then that I realized that everyone I had seen in that office was already pretty confident and treating me as though the results were in. I had cancer. I am now a cancer patient. And I am in no way speaking negatively about this team at all. They were all lovely to me. It was just hard for me to have everyone be treating me like a cancer patient before it was even confirmed. I just kind of thought that that was really odd. And obviously someone who is full of faith I am a Christian so I'm like no there's there's still hope there's this is not lost like this is you know hope is not lost it could still be benign and I didn't say that out loud to them but that's what I was thinking so I was really disturbed at the time that everybody was treating me already like 
yep, you have breast cancer. Thankfully, though, I was able, they were able to schedule my biopsy for just two days later on February 6th. And then I was on my way. With just a few tears shed at that time, I held it together pretty well until I got to the car to call David and tell him what they found. I guess I forgot to mention that I went to this appointment alone. I had no reason to believe I needed a support person to be with me at all. I honest to God thought that all that was going to be done was imaging be taken via mammogram and ultrasound by a tech and they were just going to say somebody will call you with the results. I had no idea that I was going to get any inclination of what this even was. It was way harder than I thought it was going to be to have to tell my husband to step away from the boys for a second. And I think if I remember right, I said to him through tears, it's not good, babe. They found two masses and the radiologist is pretty certain it's cancer. I honestly don't remember what his response was and I don't remember the drive home at all. But when I got home, he was waiting for me outside and David just gave me the biggest hug like he was never going to let go. And we both cried a little and all he could say was, I can't lose you. So you guys know that there's so much more to this story that I will keep recording and sharing on a weekly basis for anyone who wants to listen. But for this first episode... You know, it's my first time back to the podcast. I wanted to just give y'all the very first part of this journey and bring awareness and most attention to listening to your body. That's that's what I want to bring awareness to for this episode. You know, ladies, perform self-breast exams. And to everyone, do not hesitate to go get checked out. You know your body. You know if something is off. Don't wait. You could hear, it's nothing, or you could save your life. And if I hadn't jumped on it right away, I might not be stage 1B, which I found out yesterday, March 23rd, is my stage. Praise the Lord. There's so, Like I said, there's so much more to tell, and there's so much more to share in my testimony and what God has done for me through this and what I've learned about God through this. And I know I said at the beginning when I started this podcast that even though I'm a Christian, I'm not going to be preachy and I'm still not going to be preachy because that's just not who I am. But I'm going to be sharing how God has shaped me through this. And I hope you are all welcoming to hear it. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His love endures forever. I love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Please stay safe, wash your hands, and take care of each other. I'll see you next week.